As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Episode 97. Andy Hill. Hey Chainers, welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. All right, Katie. So today we've got Andy Hill and he is such a cool guy, fellow podcaster. Absolutely had a blast chatting to him. I think Andy is probably like one of the happiest, go-lucky type personalities we've talked to. He just like, he likes a smile on my face. Yeah. And people like that are almost electrifying. You know, they yeah. they give you this energy and this like, you know, this warm aurora. Aurora. What's the word? Warm aura. Aura. That's it. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> Chain of wealth, completely unedited. <laughs> yeah. So like, I love people like that. They give you this positive impact and you feel absolutely great chatting to them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really, it's really enlightening and refreshing dealing with that kind of personality type. It is refreshing because there's so much negativity out there. And quite frankly... Nobody has time for that. No, they don't. So tell us a little bit about Andy, seeing as you were on his podcast. <laughs> I, I was on a little blip of his podcast a while ago. Um, so Andy is also a podcaster. He is a father, a husband. He has two super cute little kids. He is from Michigan. He has a beautiful wife and it just looks like he lives every life to the full every day of his life to the fullest and i know he loves podcasting i we're in a lot of the same group chats he's super helpful to a lot of people he's always willing to give a lot of great advice and i think he's just great yeah so are you ready to dive into our interview yeah he gave a lot of really great advice awesome let's do it Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. Hey, Chainers. Welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. Today, we have Andy here with us. Andy is a husband, father, and fellow podcaster. His podcast, Marriage, Kids, and Money 
talks to tons of people on some big trending topics such as paying off debts, keeping a family balance and paying off tons of debts, which she has a ton of experience in. Welcome, hey, Andy. Andy. Hey there. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. So real quick, I wanted to know what is your favorite thing about podcasting? Because I listen to your podcast all the time and I feel like I see you on my uh, Facebook feed and you always look like you're having such a good time. So what is your favorite part about it? Well, I'm glad that 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 came across there on the social media <laughs> and the podcast. I appreciate that, Katie. Yeah. No, the the thing that I like most about it is just connecting with like-minded people like yourselves. I mean, the fact that uh, we can have conversations specifically on a topic that we love with a bunch of other people who love it all around the country or even globally just amazes me. So w- once I started the podcast. Uh, these people just started showing up out of thin air. It's like, oh, that person likes talking about this like I do. And it just sort of opened up a whole new world for me. So for the past two years, I just, I've loved uh, connecting with the people that I've, not only the listeners of the show, but then the pe- <laughs> the people you want to interview that, that you're saying, wow, that that guy or that gal has really something interesting to say. And then you can connect with them. It's it's amazing. I love podcasting. Yeah, it is definitely really fun. And I it's like you kind of get to meet, we don't, interview most of our podcast guests like in person like usually we do it over skype or some kind of um like internet thing like that but it's like having a bunch of like friends that you like like internet friends i guess like you've never actually met but you feel like you're really good friends you talk on twitter and you talk on the podcast and you follow each other and it's really quite cool absolutely it's a whole new community i love it yeah yeah so um Speaking about podcasting, if someone's kind of thinking about starting a podcast, what is one piece of advice that you would offer them? Well, I would say you have to have a major passion around whatever topic you are going to choose because it is a lot of work, as you two know. It is. um, It sounds like a ball of fun, like us just chatting right now, but there's a lot of back end stuff to get all the show ready and the show notes and the editing and making sure you're staying on top of the technology to make it sound good. So it's it is a bunch of fun to have a lot of these conversations, but you have to really love. the topic in order to move forward. So if you're really into archery and you could talk about archery all day long for hours and hours and hours, then maybe that's something you should look into. Um, but if you're just like kind of flirting with, uh, I'm sort of interested in this, maybe I'll start a podcast about that. I would highly caution you to make sure that you are in love with the subject and it's something that you could talk about for a while or, or just something that you're personally challenged with that, um, you, you see as a growth opportunity for you. So, Make sure you're into it, I guess, is, is my, my piece of advice, because it's a lot of work. I think that definitely makes a lot of sense. You see so many podcasts starting up and sort of 10 to 15 episodes in, they want to give up and they want to throw the towel in. Yeah, well, and I also think it's because you come up with your podcast, you do all the work for it. And like you said, Andy, it's a ton of work on the back end, even though it is a ton of fun. And then when you release your podcast to iTunes or Stitcher, wherever it's going, and then you see like no downloads, that can get really defeating feeling very quickly. So you really, you have to have like the gung-ho attitude of I'm going to stick with it no matter what. I completely agree. Don't do it for the fame and the money because it uh, either never comes or it takes a really long time. Do it because (laughs) you love the topic or that you want to grow in that topic or that you're interested in just, 
you know, conversing with people about it. I completely agree, Katie. Yeah. So where did you get the idea for Marriage, Kids and Money? Well, I saw it as, as I was just explaining, I saw it as like a growth opportunity for me. So I'm a, I'm a young dad and I want to give my family the best life possible. So with that, I wanted to figure out how to grow my wealth while maintaining an excellent relationship with my wife and an excellent relationship with my kids. So it started out as like a exploration opportunity for me, connecting with, you know, like-minded folks, uh, influencers, people who are in the FI community, you know, uh, people who've made millions for themselves, authors. And I just started reaching out to these folks so I could glean a lot of good information from them. And surprisingly, I got a lot of yeses. You know, I think people like talking about their, their expertise or their subject. So, um, and then, you know, I also think, think that I had a little bit to share to, you know, Nicole, my wife and I have gone through a lot during our eight years of marriage. Uh, yes, we're a young couple. We got a lot to learn and a lot of things to experience, but we've gone through a lot, you know, some, some great times and some hard times. And I thought that would be uh, fun for me to share that with people who are in that sort of young fatherhood, uh, young parenthood situation. And they're looking for, you know, somebody to, I guess, connect with and uh, have a feeling of what they're going through. So it's been really exciting for me to share some of my journey and then also connect with people who are really, really inspiring. And um, I've been really surprised by the connection and growth. I, I never thought that I would connect with so many great people, both on the interviewed side and the, the download side. Yeah, definitely. So you talked about going through a little bit of a like a rough time, like there's good and bad always in life, like you can't really get around it. But you have quite an interesting story where you've paid off quite a bit of debt, um, including was it about $48,000 in just regular debt. And you also were able to pay off your house. Am I right? Yes, you are right. Yeah. Um, And I found that really inspiring, um, mainly because I also have been trying to go along like the same path that you have already done. And I wanted to get a little bit insider scoop. Like, what did you guys do? Like, what was your strategy? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, absolutely. So we we accumulated the debt just uh, being young 20 somethings, you know, having some fun and living life for for today. And there's nothing wrong with enjoying your life. But when we got together, uh, we started talking about having children. And we said, hey, wouldn't it be great if we you know, paid off all of our consumer debt before our first child came into the world and then, you know, made a plan for you, Nicole, to be able to eventually stay at home with our children because she liked her job, but not really loved her job. And she thought, hey, that would be great if I was able to be a stay at home mom, a stay at home mom eventually. So that sort of became our our purpose, our reason, our why, our objective. Right. And I think that uh, that's really the only way to motivate me at least is to have that objective, that purpose. So that became our, our driving force in the beginning. And Nicole and I partnered together really well. Um, you know, uh, she's more of the spender. I'm more of the saver. So a lot of our conversations, um, you know, it wasn't just smooth sailing right from the beginning. A lot of these conversations, <laughs> uh, as you, as you know, uh, had to, had to come over time. So, um, we, what we did to create that connection and that communication is develop something that we've called the budget party. And we get together, uh, once a month, uh, for the past now seven, eight years, uh, to discuss our finances 
and the path that we want to go on and where we are with our goals. And while we do that, we have a little pizza, a little wine, a little, you know, a little beer. And, uh, sometimes we go out to a restaurant and do it. Sometimes we go to a coffee shop. We try to make a little event out of it and we call we've called it the budget party for a while. So with that, um, partnering with my wife, you know, having consistent get togethers to talk about our goals, um, over that period of time when we're paying off the, the consumer debt and then eventually our mortgage, we did our best to grow our income together and then focus on crushing the debt. And it worked. Well, good <laughs> well <for> congratulations. You. <laughs> Thank you. It's actually amazing how in most couples, there is this spender and the saver dynamic. We actually did, um, one of our money minute shows on that as well, just sort of speaking about that relationship and how it's critically important to get that communication up front and sort of try and establish, you know, that your ideas are not necessarily the only way to do something. And the spender needs to give the saver a bit of room to, you know, like be the saver and vice versa. The saver needs to do, let's say the spender. Okay. I understand you want to spend money and, Let's find a way to kind of work this out together. And that's really a process and that can be really, really taxing on a relationship. I completely agree. And um, it's there, there are times when it's frustrating. And then there are times when I say, wow, I'm so glad that I have my wife in my life because she provides me such balance and Otherwise, otherwise I'd be that guy living in the, the cardboard box, you know, live, wearing the same clothes I bought 15 years ago. You know, <laughs> just just sort of just sort of allowing you to enjoy life. It's OK. There's nothing wrong with spending money. It's a good thing. You've earned it. You deserve it. Yes, you can have some financial responsibility with it and, you know, not buy crazy expensive things that don't fit into your budget. But money if you have it, it's for living. Enjoy yourself. And that's, that's a great way to have a balance that we've had a balance. I'm going to, I'm going to always provide the, the goal oriented fiscal responsibility. And then she's always going to bring me back and say, <laughs> Hey, sweetheart, life, life's for living. Let's enjoy ourselves. Let's spend some time with our kids. Let's make some memories. And I love that about her. I love the balance we've created together. It really is important. And speaking about budgeting, what's been a memorable life lesson that you've learned when it's come to budgeting your money? Oh, well, I, I think it, it, you know, kind of partners in with this conversation we're having right now, Dennis, it's involving your spouse in the decisions, right? You know, um, I would say what I've done in the past to my marital detriment is that I, I get really excited about something. I'll read an article or I'll listen to a, a cool podcast about some some person who's doing something amazing with their money. And I'll say, that's what we're going to do to, to become rich or build our wealth. And it's going to be amazing. And then I don't actually speak to my wife about it. I just go off and do it. And that never works. So I guess what I would say is involve your spouse in all of the decisions that you have financially. And it's okay if you, if you are the, you know, the saver and you want to be like the home CFO and lead the charge, but both parties need to have an equal say, uh, or there could be just, there could be some trouble. So, uh, <laughs> you know, even if you think like, um, if you really think like maxing out your HSA is just like so important, it's, it's going to be important for your family and it's going to help you save for the future. At least take the time to speak to your wife about it and walk through the steps of why it's important and have a, a civilized conversation about it instead of just going and funding it. Not, not, not that I did any of those things, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> just an example, we'll say. So, you know, like I 100% think that that's a man way of thinking. You know, we get like yeah. super excited about 
one thing and we get all fired up and we want to take the next step and we kind of have to remember, oh, wait, hold on. I'm in a relationship. <laughs> I can't just make decisions like remember this anymore. Remember me? Remember the one yes. that does all the laundry and the cooking and the cleaning and the grocery <laughs> shopping and everything else? Yeah. Um, so do you guys, when you do get excited about that kind of thing, it, when do you talk about Do you talk about it at your, like, um, your, your monthly planning budget party? Or is it more like a casual conversation just like you know, while you're making dinner or something. Yeah. So what, what the way that my wife and I have found the best opportunity to speak is since we have small kids, they are often interrupting us or grabbing our legs or, you know, interrupting our just general conversations. So when I casually bring up, Hey, sweetheart, while you're making dinner and Calvin's hanging on your leg right there, I would like to invest in a rental property by the end of the year. And we're going to save X, Y, and Z in order to get there. That's like the worst time to ever speak to my wife about I can, I can <laughs> saving see that. more money. Yeah. I, would, I can see how that might not be a great time. Exactly. So, so what, so I've learned uh, through trial and error as I'm still learning every day that uh, setting aside specific time where the kids aren't there and we're sitting on the couch and we are put turning the phones off and we're really focusing um, on the conversation is the best time to have serious conversations, whether it's about money or, you know, your, your future plans together or just any sort of uh, relationship communications, things that you're working on. Having serious conversations on the fly hasn't worked well for my relationship, but that's the type of relationship that I have. And that's something that I've that I've learned to to avoid, especially when the kids are kind of going crazy. I'll come home from a work work day and I'll have a little pep in my step. And she will have spent the whole day with our six and four year old and she's drained. And really what she wants is just my support and help and uh, not laying some big money decisions uh <laughs> before we start having dinner. So that's something I've learned and uh, something I'm still learning, I guess. <laughs> so, well, you are a super busy person. Like you said, you have a full-time job, you have two kids, a wife, a family, you podcast, and yet you seem to have a really good work-life balance. What is your secret? Oh, well, I'm, again, I'm glad I've tricked you, Katie, into this work-life balance. <laughs> maybe, maybe your wife would be like, this girl has no idea. Social media is very deceptive. But, but it is, yeah. It does, Lots of selfies. It does appear that you have a good balance. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I. Um. I. I guess what I. What I try to do my best is setting boundaries, and a lot of uh, what I try to do my best with is time management. So, I want to have a great marriage. I want to have a great relationship with my kids. I want to do really well at my full-time job, you know, exceed my goals and then grow this little small business that I have, which I'm having a ton of fun with. So, uh, you know, the trick to that is just time management. So, you know, a, a typical day, I'll try to get up as early as possible and spend some time on either my small business with the podcast or uh, do some exercising because self-care is really important for me. And then when the kids wake up around eight-ish, I make them some breakfast and then I'm off to work until you know, six. And then immediately when I get home, which is a really important thing that I've been doing at least for the past six months is turning off my phone right when I get home so that I can give my 
wife and kids my full attention because otherwise I am clicking through social media or checking work email or anything because there are so so much distractions on the phone and they are designed for that way. Uh, so what I do is I turn it off and now lately I've been keeping my phone um, hidden from me over in the um, in our in our kitchen area so I don't even look at it. That way I'm focusing on my kids. You know, we just a couple hours ago, we just spent about a half hour wrestling. That's the stuff that we do after work. I go wrestling or we do karaoke or we play a board game. We have some fun together. And then I leave that phone off until we uh, till we lay down till we lay down for sleep. And then once the kids are in bed, I'll have a conversation like this or work on my business a little bit more. Um, or just spend some time with my wife. And uh, on the weekends, that's totally dedicated for family and fun. Uh, I do occasionally stay up to like two in the morning to get my my show live on Monday, which is uh, something I'm still working on too. So <laughs> that that stress, like last minute crunch. It, oh yeah, that, I that on, not. I got to be consistent. <laughs> I haven't ever broken it. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Consistency is important, right? <laughs> we have we have felt it before too, where we've gotten it up like right in the nick of time. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's all, it's also important. Like, you know, self-care is really important too. We got all these important things that we want to do. People who are listening to your show, you know, these people are motivated, excited about getting the most out of life. And I think it's okay to also just take care of yourself, you know, and, and eat healthy, exercise, do some things that are for you that make you feel good. Uh, because man, if you don't put your oxygen mask on first, you will not be the best husband, not the best parent, and definitely the not best um, you know worker either. So it's important. Yeah, definitely makes sense. So do you have any tips for people that are struggling to find that balance? Yeah, I would say uh, you know prioritize the most important things. So whatever th- whatever that is for you, you know you might not have a family, um, you know, and that might not be the the tip top for you, but that's the most important thing for me. You know, I, I designed my even the podcast name uh, in, in in order: marriage, kids, and money. Like I, I want my kids to know that my my the relationship with my wife is so important, and then they come, and then obviously it's uh, it's important to build our wealth and try to create something for our family. But prioritizing the important things because you won't be able to do everything. I know there's so many exciting things, especially when we listen to these shows or read articles about all these great things that people are doing and we get all jacked up about getting the, getting them done. Just be patient and yes, you will uh, you'll achieve some some great things, but prioritize those important things. Family, your health, you know, if community is important to you, uh, prioritizing those things first and then um you know, all the other things will fall into place. Once you prioritize those important things for you, I think you'll be better at your job. You'll be better at building your entrepreneurial venture because you are focusing on the areas that are most important to you. Yep, that definitely makes sense. Chainers, we're just going to take a quick break and then we'll dive right back into the value link round. Chainers, one of my favorite questions to ask people is what is your favorite book? So if you love reading books, but you don't really have the time, a great resource is Audible. And that's listening to books through your headphones, like whether you're driving somewhere, whether you're on the commute, on a train, whatever it is, Audible is a fantastic service. You can listen to books if you don't have the time to read them. So if you'd like, you can head on over to chainofwealth.com slash audible. There you'll be given a free 15-day trial to Audible on us. And yeah, it's definitely, you're going to get a free book. So whatever book you want to listen to, you can pretty much choose any book there is from the library. 
definitely hit it up. It's a fantastic resource that I use it myself. That's chainofwealth.com slash audible. Okay, Andy. So why do you think people struggle to achieve their dreams? Well, I would say, um, I think a lot of people talk about their dreams, like in, in more of like this fantasy type way, you know, instead of mm-hmm. creating like a real plan to make it happen, you know, it, 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 you could say, Hey, wouldn't it be great to be a millionaire? I'd love to be a millionaire, but if you want to just put in the work and be patient and it will happen. You, you, there are steps to follow to get there and it can totally happen. I think if you just put it out there and just say, Hey, these are my dreams. These are things that I'm interested in, but without a concrete plan on how to get there, I think that's where people fall flat. I think it's the, the action steps that are required to move things forward. You got to apply that focus and determination and it will definitely happen. And you definitely have to be patient because it's not going to come overnight. Definitely makes sense. So do you have any other books or podcasts you could recommend? And you are out of puns, you're in, yeah? That's <laughs> <laughs> one reason why we built it in. <laughs> besides, besides Chain of Wealth, of course. Um, I, for books, um, I would say one that's been really impactful t- for me over the past year, I would say The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. This is uh, this really helped in my relationship with my wife. Um, I, I, I always thought I was doing things um, that I thought were, you know, expressing my love to her in certain ways. But inst- until I read that book and really dissected how my wife likes to be loved, um, I learned a ton more about how to communicate better with my wife. She's more of a, a time spent kind of person. You know, the more, the more time I spend with her, the more she feels loves loved. And then for me, I'm more of like a words of affirmation guy. If somebody tells me, Hey Andy, I think you're doing a great job. Or if my wife says, Hey sweetheart, I love how you're working hard for the family and it makes me feel, you know, makes me feel like you're taking care of us. That's where I just, I just go into a puddle of ooze and I'm just so happy. So I think by reading that book, I think people uh, who are married or just in a committed relationship can get an understanding of how their um, their love likes to be loved. So I would definitely recommend that. And then podcast wise, I'm a big fan of uh, how I built this. Me it's too. It's a, a really I love fun that one. Yeah, and it's great for you know for the entrepreneurs or the people like you and I are trying to figure out how to do something fun and and seeing where people started from nothing. And, and built it to something really cool. It's very inspiring. It is very inspiring. So do you have a favorite quote? Well, I, I always like ending my shows with the, the, the phrase or the saying carpe diem. And it's, it's not really like a quote, but it's more of just like a, a way to live your life, you know, seize the day that that's just sort of saying I'm in control of my day. Each day is a new day and I'm, I'm going to do something incredible with it because I'm I'm very action oriented. Right. I, I understand the goal that I'm excited about and then I move forward on it. It's it's something my mom used to say a lot. Carpe diem. And um, I, again, if we just stand by and hope and dream for that better life or more wealth, I don't think we're going to get it. We got to put action around it to, you know, we can grow our income, reduce the debt, make some great connections like we are tonight. And uh, it'll definitely happen for you. I can really appreciate that. That was actually our um, our final year in school. That was the saying as well that they, we kind of had adopted. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, Andy, we've absolutely loved hanging out today. Do you have any other last parting piece of advice for our listeners? And then we'll say goodbye. 
Absolutely. Well, I mean, I would say, um, you know, find out what really excites you, what your purpose is, what your objective is, especially if we're talking about personal finance, and then just start putting some action steps around it. And it's going to be small stuff in the beginning, but it'll start to build like compound interest. All of your action will start to make uh, a mountain of change in your life, especially financial life. So keep at it. It's eventually going to happen, whatever that goal is that you're trying to shoot for. I absolutely love that. Chain is we've been hanging out with Andy Hill. You can check out his website. It's marriagekidsandmoney.com. And definitely check out his podcast as well. It's top class. Chainers, we've absolutely loved hanging out today. And we've got a very special episode planned for episode 100. So definitely check it out. It's going to be in about two and a half weeks time, just in time for FinCon. So definitely check it out. That's episode 100. We love chatting to you today and we'll catch you on the flip side. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.